so I really I read so I like I read an interview with Raven and he was just like they asked him about, you know, today's promos and how people do it and he goes and they're asking him about how scripted wrestling promos are he goes i think it's just bad for the business now they write the promos in the old days you just got bullet points they said here are the points you got to get do it in the character if you didn't know how to be a character how to be a star you didn't get over and now they write for everybody which is good for the people who can't write but now you can't build any stars and i'm like you know that's that shit's that shit's actually pretty true when you're looking at promos nowadays um but in other words, uh, hold on, Dylan, let me send you your promo for Fight Boys tonight, and I swear to God, if you go off word by one fucking syllable, I will end your life. What, from Alabama in the small town where you have no pull? Let me just, <laughs> yeah, you will never work in the JWF Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is scheduled for one fall. Making their way down the aisle, they are the greatest podcasting tag team in all of time and space. They are Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, and they are the B. And joining them, as always, he is the Lord of the Smart Side. He is the Dylan. And together, they are known as the Fight Boys. Welcome to Fight Boys, ladies and gentlemen, the weekly podcast about professional wrestling and not-so-professional wrestling. I am your host, Scotty Moore, joined, as always, by my tag team partner in crime. It is Blake Tanner. Woo! And this week on, on Fight Boys, we got a pepper bar. Oh, Jesus, Guys, I got it's a, Captain I got Tibbs. a pepper bar. I'm sorry, it's actually not Blake Tanner. It's apparently Captain Tibbs who has gotten loose on the podcast. No, and, no, that was Tibbs. I had to put him back in the closet. Okay, okay, in the Tibbs box. And uh, He's of been watching old Quiznos commercials. <laughs> and, of course, in addition to that, we also have the JWF champion himself, a guy who I think me and Blake have some problems with after last week's episode of JWF, but whatever. It'll all be resolved soon. It is the Dylan... Fuck you, fuck this arena, fuck <laughs> your moms. Well, I'm not that desperate. Jesus. I'm, I like the idea I'm, that JWF kayfabe is going to slowly blend into Fight Boys kayfabe. And then one week yeah. I'm just going to come on air and just be like, Hey guys, welcome to the Fight Boys. It's me and Blake. Fuck Dylan. <laughs> and then you just in the background like, guys, what? <laughs> guys, I'm sorry. I'm going to be there like, like, oh good, can I finally leave this piece of shit podcast? And then I'm just gone for like five weeks. <laughs> And then the I mean, Royal Rumble happens in the JWF Royal Razzle, entering at no, number no, 10. Even, we need another word for Royal. We need another. We can't use the word Royal. The, oh, the Regal Razzle. The Regal, regal. Razzle? Yeah. It, it, yeah, but. Uh, the Regal Tussle. There we go. Also, I think. I think, w, in addition to the fact that I still think WWE is listening to this podcast, after last week where Dylan was just like, man, they fuck over Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura ain't getting shit. I'm fairly sure Shinsuke Nakamura is about to become the new number one contender. <sighs> it's going to be a triple threat match that Shinsuke Nakamura isn't going to win. Um, yeah, no, I don't think John, I don't if, think John Boy, he, I don't think John Boy's getting it. I say you're gonna have no, no. Nakamura's gonna win. Corbin's gonna cash in. They're they're gonna build that feud that nobody really gives a fuck about. And um, yeah, yeah, nah, nah. I, I the, say... the numbers are down for a reason, folks. Yeah. I... And then John Cena's gonna come in and fight Roman Reigns and be like, Roman Reigns, no, I can't see you. <laughs> I refuse to see you. Um, I, no, uh, I, I say going forward, what's probably going to happen is you're going to have Shinsuke versus uh, fucking gender. Shinsuke wins it, at which point Baron comes out and is just like, fuck you, have a mimosa, splashes it in his face. Because, you know, the gimmick is real. 
uh, then John's going to go on. bleeding to... over. By the, by the way, did you steal that off of back when Christopher Daniels used to always pull apple teenies out of everywhere in TNA? Oh, you're talking about Brunch Boy and the mimosas? <laughs> yeah. There's a long story behind Brunch Boy and the mimosas that we'll never, I will never get into on this podcast because it takes too long to explain and it's dumb. However, I will let you know, at WrestleMania 31, or no, thir- which what was the last WrestleMania? The one we were at, 33? 33. Yeah, 33, I, when Baron came out, as evidence on my Snapchat, I have the video of it. As Baron came out, I started chanting brunch. And this is before JWF was even a thing. This was just an in-joke between me and Blake. And then I just was like, fuck it. This is my only chance to chant it. Brunch, 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 brunch. And everyone's looking yeah, at me like... It, basically... Really, people were looking it's... at the guy wearing the Roman Reigns vest and the unicorn <laughs> uni- unicorn horn and just a pasty white brunch. dude chanting brunch. brunch from, like, the For upper no deck of the For stadium. For no reason! Yeah, really. I, <sighs> by the, listen, no offense, but by the end of that pay-per-view, people probably thought you were mentally challenged. No, I sat I sat high enough in the crowd to where I was with all the mentally challenged people, so it was fine. Um, oh boy! Yeah. So, I, I last week Blake was just like, "Hey, uh, was it Meltzer you were talking about? Was talking about the AJ Owens ending?" Yeah, how it was weird. Yeah, yeah. He was just like, mm, Meltzer said that the AJ Owens ending might be a, a weird thing that might get fixed soon. Let's uh, let's keep a look at it, that. Cut to Two SmackDown, days later. where they were just like, hey, fuck it, just give it back to AJ, we're sorry, None of, we did not mean for that to happen. But a- apparently, what happened was, midway through the match, the referee just got a call on his little earpiece and was just like, hey, uh, Big Kev's women and make it happen. And I was like, what the fuck? And then he told uh, AJ and Owens, and then something happened, and then AJ got mad. What I like to imagine is that Vince always shows up to pay-per-views. Yeah. But, like, that one night he was running late, so he didn't get to change everything that he wanted to change last minute like he always does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he wanted to change this super last minute. Yeah. Ah, they'll figure it out. It'll be fine. Don't worry about it. But, uh, if any good thing came out of it, we got some Jericho back, baby! Drink it in, man. I I got so happy and also confused. I was like, oh, that's why they gave Owens the time. You you didn't know where the erection was coming from? Was that what it was? No, I knew where the erection was coming (laughs) from. Um, No, no, no. I I just was like, oh, this is why they gave Owens the title. Now Chris Jericho can fight him. The feud can be over the U.S. title that he lost to Owens. And then just all of a sudden, AJ's like, hey, guys, fuck you. I want to go. I want to have a match with uh, John Cena at SummerSlam. So, hey, suck a dick. I like that AJ's entire uh, goal in WWE at this point is just, how many matches can I have with John Cena at SummerSlam? It works. It's a very good yeah. dynamic those two have. And I'm like, all right. right. With it. They're like, they're like uh, last year we did it for the WWE title. This year we'll do it for the U.S. title. Next year we'll do it for the women's title. No, no, no. Uh, Next yeah. year they're going to do it for the JWF title. Title. Uh It'll actually be for the rights to star in the next Transformers movie. Oh, Jesus. But but remember, John C- as Rusev pointed out, John Cena isn't part time; he's all time. He's all time. He just, he's all. He just, that was the you know, best part. Movie was the fact yeah. that he was just like, "Hey, by the way, fuck you, John Cena. Have fun with Bumblebee." <laughs> Which, by the way, what a weird character to have a spinoff. Does Bumblebee? I really, I just really, I just really wish Punk would come back to wrestling. Just for the promos at this point. I thought like, so- you were about to be like, I just wish Punk was going to be in the Bumblebee spinoff movie. Wouldn't you just love that? Honestly, if 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 Cody could get Punk to show up as a character in Arrow, I would actually watch Arrow again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I love the idea. Okay, in no, fact, no, no, no. In- guys, can in fact, we just... How has that not happened in any TV show? Why is no one reaching out to CM Punk like, hey, Punk, um... You have, like, charisma and the ability to talk about mm-hmm. literally anything. Um, 
You wanna you wanna be in this show we're making? Yeah, like you, you, you remember what like happened last time they put Punk on a show? He got into a fight with a guy named Johnny Fucking Bananas. They were like, mm, "This seems like yeah. good yeah. TV fodder." And here's the and and here's the and here's the thing. It's about a month later, and you're the only person that remembers that Johnny Bananas exists. <laughs> it's, it's because <laughs> I had to edit that episode where we talked about it, and I was just like, "Man, I'm, have to, I'm about to have to cut out a lot of Bananas talk because that was the whole show at one point." Fucking Johnny Bananas. I, I really wanted it to be like, I was going, I was editing it going, what is my life right now? What is my life? But no, can we just, so like Bumblebee's gimmick, which is a very weird sentence to say, but Bumblebee's gimmick as a transformer is essentially he can't use mouth too good, so instead he communicates with music. That fucking movie's gonna be incredible because John Cena's character, wouldn't you love if he just walked up to Bumblebee and then all of a sudden Bumblebee's just like, I feel good! And then he looks over and sees John Cena and you just hear... (laughs) 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 No, 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 no. I wanted to play... I just had the greatest... He's actually playing Mark Wahlberg's character uh, a few years later. Oh my god, yes! (laughs) After he got super jacked. I look like Mark Wahlberg ate Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I want, I, I want, I want it to like look at John Cena, but then it just plays real American. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I am a real, um, and then the whole, and then the whole crowd, you just see him like throw their hands up in your and like, God, fuck this, this whole. <laughs> no, no, no. He looks at him, and you just hear, just like, don't fuck with John Cena. I'm a bad, bad man. <laughs> and then all the pe- all the kids in the crowd who came there to see their hero, John Cena, are like, John Cena did a cuss. John, John, John Cena did, did a, a cu- cuss in a song. John said words bad. Hey, they can do that. They can get away with one fuck. Yes, exactly. But I want the whole song. No, oh, that's shit. gonna be the gimmick. He goes through the entire uh, catalog of John Cena's music throughout the entire movie. So you have like a oh, bad God. bad man section. You have the songs he did with Wiz Khalifa for two K fifteen or whatever. You have everything. They should have never let John Cena spit rhymes with Wiz Khalifa. There's a lot of things they shouldn't have let John Cena do. Remember the time that John Cena beat Rey Mysterio for the title that Rey Mysterio won earlier that night? Should have let him do that. No, it's okay. John Boy needed his title. John Boy needed that title. Um, Also, do you guys like the fact that um, on Sunday night, no, was it Sunday or Saturday, John Jones wins a title, calls out Brock Lesnar. Two days later on Monday Night Raw, Paul Heyman comes out and just goes, hey, uh, we're leaving, just so you know. Basically, I w- actually, I watched it last night, and damn if it wasn't, hey, y'all motherfuckers, y'all trying to take this title off Brock? If Brock loses, we gone. We gone, and I like we gone. How, I, really wish, I really wish that Angle would have been like, and... <laughs> Okay. Kurt would have been like, oh, so it okay. would have been like the last five I'll use all that money we're saving off your bullshit contract to, to pay these other people well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And guys, I'm just uh. curious. Um, who wants to walk with Elias? Just Elias. Nothing else, just Elias. I would like to point <laughs> out that this guy was on NXT, had like just, just go away heat every night. Yeah. Then went away and randomly showed up on Raw and is now mm-hmm. just on the main roster. Like, of all the people on NXT that I was like, no, that, that guy can make it, like, for real, like, on the main roster. Like, he's got the skills. Elias Sampson was, like, next to Blake and Murphy on my list. This is a very and... low, very low. Actually, no, no, no. Blake and Murphy, I was like, they could probably make it. They were NXT Tag Team Champions for a while there. They could definitely make it main roster. Elias Samson's I mean, way down there. No. Blake and Murphy, at least, they've got the uh, they've got the dubstep crowd behind them. They got them dubstep cowboys gimmicks. And they also, at the time, had Alexa. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I don't understand why I guess they... Murphy still does. Oh, yeah. Well, I... <laughs> I just don't understand their habit of taking away the last name of wrestlers. Like, <laughs> a lot, with mm-hmm. Biggie, it works. After a while, you're like, okay, it's just Biggie now. I'm fine with that. With Cesaro, after a while, you're just like, okay, that sounds cool. Cesaro on its own sounds cool. Elias is just a fucking name. 
That's well, then it just sounds kind of kind of biblical, like walk with a lie. Oh, okay. I, I kind of yeah. I see where you're coming from, but wouldn't you love if they were just like, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the ring, former 13-time world heavyweight champion, Randy. <laughs> then just it just Randy sounds now. like a stripper. Yeah, just Randy. <laughs> grabs the you microphone. You think I'm cute? I Once know again, I'm Randy. This is why I want. This is. I just want Punk to come back. Like, there's just so many years of material. Like, he could probably fill an entire Monday. Like, at least a solid 15 minutes. Just like a. Just like. Just like a Paul Heyman esque. Just like just mm -hmm. in the ring, just ripping everybody a new asshole. Just like just sitting there, cross like, oh my god. And coming to the ring, it's Phil. It's just Phil, guys. <laughs> Phil. This is Twitter at Walking Dead Enthusiast. At Walking Dead Enthusiast. Oh my god, but could you imagine the crowd chants? Phil, 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 Phil. Phil Nye the science guy. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> no, it'd have to be like Phil um, Nye the, ri the um, Ring of Honor guy. <laughs> oh, hey, are we oh. tweeting Chuck Taylor this week, or is that gimmick dead? Oh yeah, we have. I forgot to do it last week, but we might as well pop up something. Do you have something you want to say to old Chucky T on the Twitter? Uh, uh, for congratulate those of you him on his congratulate him on his grueling victory over Swoggle at uh, WLC Two Electric Boogaloo. Oh my God, what oh is this a thing? Yeah, this last weekend uh -huh. at Ameri Americana Americana Rana, uh, he <laughs> faced Hornswoggle or Swoggle in a WLC match and like took like a sick. Like a, a, a sick uh, like thumbtack spot, and he like pile drived Swoggle onto some thumbtacks. So basically, he just like put his ass in thumbtacks. Yeah. And... <laughs> okay, so yo at sexy Chucky e. T. If you guys don't follow us, it is at Fight Boys Show on the Twitter on the Twitter. Uh, so yo at sexy sexy Chucky e. T. Grats on the win against Swoggle. Any more midget wrestling in your future? <laughs> Any more midget ra wrestles in future? No, no, I like wrestling. No, you have to say wrestling. <laughs> Any more midget wrestling? No, I like midget wrangling. In the <laughs> right. Any oh, more midget wrangling in the future? Like and follow, please. How can we make that worse, though? No, that's already we already used the word midget. <laughs> and hashtag yeah. Dylan said this. Hashtag Blake said little people. <laughs> hashtag it needs to involve the words hashtag little people. Yeah. Hashtag we mean little people. Hashtag <laughs> hashtag, hashtag we fight little people. Yes. Hashtag we fight little we people. Fight little people. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna have to get rid of one of these hearts to make room. Then, actually, you know what? I'm gonna get rid of all of them so I can put in. An image of the Chuck Taylor T-shirt, and do you know where that T-shirt is available, Dylan? Um, nowhere. Doesn't exist. Uh, actually, the hashtag. Oh shit, we gotta put hashtag Dustwatch in there. Hashtag Dustwatch 2017 shirt is available over at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Merch.aloadofpurebs.com is the only website where you can go to get all of the merchandise for all of the great BS Network shows, A Load of BS, Queasel Corp, and especially the Fight Boys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. You can get shirts for all the great uh, JWF wrestlers. You can get a VWO shirt. You can get the BS's Steel City Kick shirt, which I actually got one the other day. And it's my new favorite shirt to wear. It's very soft. And, of course, we do have the hashtag DustWatch2017 to show support my, for our quest to just only... get followed by Chuck Taylor. <laughs> I feel like I feel like that's a, that's a never-ending quest. Like, the only way it can happen is, like, if Chuck Taylor actually comes to a show near you where you can, like, go to a meet-and-greet and be like, hey, man... How much do I have to pay you for a follow? Oh, no, no, no. The minute, like, I can't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, uh, they announced there was a there's a Ring of Honor show in Atlanta at the end of this month, and my dad was just like, you want you want me to get you tickets? And I'm like, is Chuck there? If not, I don't care. 
I don't care I'm pretty... what I don't care what shows you buy, Dad. You could buy you can buy Bola tickets, but if Chuck is actually on Chikara that night, fuck Bola. You, 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 wait, you don't want to go see the Bucks again? Yeah, once Chuck Taylor actually responds, and if he ever follows us, like, that will be such a new era in this podcast that it will be functionally different than everything we've done before. <laughs> yes, because it'll begin with, welcome to the show, our guest Chuck Taylor, at which point he goes, I now own the podcast and I have to listen to it and approve it every week. And he forces us to do weird shit every week. Also, you're fired. Also, you're on fire. <laughs> Scotty, I want you to work in the phrase baby daddy into as many sentences as you can. <laughs> Chuck, no, that's not going to help the podcast at all. Sure. Work it in. Okay, okay, <laughs> fine. So Roman Reigns was out, and he just, man, he treated he treated Samoa Joe like a real baby daddy, didn't he? That was, <laughs> you that was just... a horrible match. <laughs> <laughs> Joe. This is my baby daddy now. My baby daddy. My <laughs> client, Brock Lesnar, will be your baby daddy. My client, baby daddy. <laughs> so, so, uh, no, going back to that, you should totally go to that ROH show. Come on, the, the Bucks are probably going to be there, and Cody, and that's, that's going to be awesome. Oh, you made the Young Bucks? Who I think I've met at least 50 times. It used to be Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana used to be my record for I've met this person a lot of times. Jericho I've met a lot. I've met Colt a lot. And I've met the Bucks an insanely large amount. At this point you should at this at this at this point you should just meet them and be like, Hi guys, I'm the guy I'm the one that you afterwards you said you were gonna start uh calling calling the picture the uh the Adam Cole? Yeah. I'm not, I'm oh, yeah, me and you got the Adam Cole, mm-hmm. which is where the Bucks just both kissed us on the cheek. And we were like, this is going to be weird uh, to explain, but mm-hmm. I don't give a shit. Um, That's wait, almost, that was almost so, my banner. You have no idea how close I came. I was like, I can't explain that to non-wrestling mm-hmm. people. <laughs> I think I know what we can do if Dustwatch Dust is ever successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, we just have to get new watches for ev- for every indie wrestler. Like, once once he actually responds, we can tell him his watch is over, and that's when Buck's watch begins. Buck watch. No, I think that'd be too easy. I think we can get the Bucks rather yeah. easily. Yeah, I think we'd need a. I think we'd need a win, an, an easy win after this long and arduous road to Dust Watch. In other words, um, at Nature Boy Paul Lee Watch, <laughs> my personal favorite shitty indie wrestler of all time. Who just pops out? It is literally just Ric Flair. It's just yep. Ric Flair, but I think he's. Oh, fuck. I think he's. Have I discussed this with you? I think he mm. plays it smart because I think he's getting heel heat, but not because he's doing <laughs> Ric Flair things. He's getting heel heat because of the fact that people are like, "You're not Ric Flair." <laughs> and in my idea, that's the most genius heel gimmick of all time. Oh, you know who I can't wait for. I can't wait for Dick Justice Watch. Oh, Dick Watch? Dick Watch Dick Watch. is going to be great. Oh, I remember the day I added Dick Ju- I am actually friends with Dick Justice on Facebook, so I think we could probably get Dick Watch going pretty fast. But, um, no, no, no. My favorite person to meet after a while, and no, no, no. I think this guy, this might be my number one guy who I've met the most, is fucking Luke Gallows. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best. He's the best. Well, it got to a point. My mom owns a shirt that was off of Luke Gallows's back. There, we went to his show because and- he's the because because he's behind only the Young Bucks as the carniest motherfucker in America. <laughs> no, Luke Gallows is Luke Gallows is if like Diesel fell into if like Kevin Nash fell into a carnival and stayed there for a week. You'd get Luke Gallows coming out. I just remember, like, he had on, like, this Bullet Club Betty Boop shirt, and my dad walks up and was just like, hey, man, how much how much you gonna charge? Like, where, where can we buy that? And he goes, nah, brother, this is only available in Japan. You can only get this in Japan. And my dad goes, how much you want for it? And I do not know what happened after that, because at that point, Adam Cole and uh, um, Matt Seidel came out, and I went to get pictures with them. But apparently my dad made some negotiations with Luke Gallows and got his shirt, and it, with me, it got to a point where I would walk up to Luke's table and be like, what the fuck are you doing here? And he's like, hey, brother, give me a hug. And I'm like, all right, man. <laughs> you want to know the sad thing about Luke Gallows? Luke Gallows looks twice his actual age. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about Luke Gallows. Are you Luke, Gallows Luke Gallows, when you met him, was probably yep. like, like 30, 31, 32. 
And at those at those times, he looked 60, 61, and 62. <laughs> I feel so sorry for those guys and the way they're being treated in the in the in the Fed right now. Jesus Christ! Every time Dylan uses guys, fight boys drinking game. Fed. Every time Dylan uses the phrase "the Fed," take a shot because it's my favorite phrase Dylan uses. I need to no. I need to live. I need my liver. Those brothers in New York—they're getting treated wrong up in fucking New York. Fucking Vince don't know what to do with them. Swear to God. It's the, it's the listen. I I listen. I grew up eighty miles away from Jim from where Jim Cornette lives. It rubs off. It's in the air. Yeah. <laughs> That explains This is things. probably the best run that, like, Luke Gallows has gotten. I'm, I'm pretty sure that every day he wakes up, he's like, Oh, I'm not Festus. Thank you, God. No, the best run Luke Gallows ever got was the two hours of the uh, Wake Up, Time to Die, Cliff Compton DVD where he was Sex Ferguson. Oh, yeah, two hours of just in character as Sex Ferguson. If it don't come in an envelope and I can't snort drugs through it, I don't accept it as payment. I don't accept it as a fucking payment. Shit. Um, uh. Yeah, fuck. Luke Gallows. Actually, you know what? I think I think next watch is Gallows watch. Yeah. I mean, Gallo you could probably watch. listen. Listen. You know what you need to do, Scotty. You need to make the pilgrimage over to the painted gypsy. Tell him Luke Gallows sent you. Get yourself a tattoo. <laughs> says good brother no okay hold on good if we're doing this tattoo. it's gonna start with us going to the fucking gypsy to get a tattoo so i'm gonna go there and get mm-hmm. a tattoo we're gonna leave there then we're gonna go to the shonies that scott steiner owns and we're gonna hang out there for a while and then we're gonna go oh. to fucking downtown atlanta in some crack den and find raven and then we're gonna after we do all the crack we're gonna go to ddp's house and he's gonna give us ddp yoga to help us feel better Yep. Um, I saw somebody post on the Reddit the other day um, that they were just so amazed that they found this um, basic, sh- basically shrine to Big Papa Pump at a Shoney's. And the first comment was like, hey, you know he owns that place, right? Oh, my God. It's underneath it, it says owner. Like, yeah, this is, this is him. <laughs> um, That's our boy. I mean, to be fair, if you didn't know that, that'd be real fucking weird. That'd be like going into a Denny's. <laughs> And there's just like a shrine to Batista. <laughs> <laughs> they got a big, they got like one of those uh, cutouts of him as Drax. They just got it right next to there. It's like, look at where our boy is now. Now, hold on, you guys joke I'm Batista's about Batista's dad. You guys joke about this, but you guys are aware that the arcade my family owns is basically this. If you walk inside, you will find an old McDonald's sign there for no reason. Uh, you will find multiple movie stand-ups, but not for like a good movie. Not for like they're a all su- so bad. Like I believe the Nut Job is one of the movies they have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, we can go with that. And then, uh, no, no, they did get a Finding Dory cutout, though, so I was proud of them. For that. Okay. But um, I guess we need uh, to go back to actual news instead of bullshitting, although that, we're really good at that. Just because... <laughs> Hashtag worst podcast ever. I want to discuss two things. One, Braun. Fucking Braun. Wait, now- wait, wait, wait. Before we before we move on to actually doing the, that... Do you think if we if we if we got talk to Gallows, he could he could bestow on our podcast the worst podcast ever? Like like send him an episode and be like, listen, I need you to listen to this and tell me if it's the worst podcast ever, because we really want to take over that mantle for you for the for you good brothers. <laughs> so what's your saying? No no that. no, du- guys, Dust Watch was all about getting Dustin to follow us. <laughs> Gallows Watch is about getting Gallows on the show. Yeah, it's about having a full episode with gallows on it, including having to explain, "Hey, there's this thing we call do called JW JWF," and he's like, "What the fuck?" And I'm like, "It's okay, just breathe through it." Basically, you know that southpaw thing you guys do on the side? Just treat it like that. Yeah. All right, brother. Dude, we can get Sex Ferguson on JWF. Are you kidding me? Sex Ferguson mm. versus uh, Captain Tibbs in a blow-off match would be amazing. <laughs> but uh, I knew yeah. Captain Tibbs back in the territory days. He and I used to fight the Von Erichs down in Texas. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> but back to Braun. Braun. Fucking. Fucking. You mean our special good tall tall baby man, Braun? There has never been a wrestler in existence with a bigger gap between how they are in real life and how they are in kayfabe more than Braun Strowman. 
No, Minoru Suzuki actually like like talks to like Joshi chicks and like Japanese pop idols and like all of that. <laughs> and in wrestling, he murders people. Yeah, <laughs> he just kills people. He's a deathmatch man. Well, he is. He in non death matches, he is a deathmatch man. You watch him and you're just like, I, that person's dead now. He he gotch pile drive them. I think Juice Robinson is actually just like living on borrowed time. This is a submission match, and he just ripped their head off, but they didn't tap, so therefore he's just pile- taking their body apart. Yep. Now, Bl- Blake Tanner, I want you to imagine that you are Braun Strowman. Now, body-wise, mm-hmm. I know you're basically the same person as Braun Strowman. Yeah. And I want you to imagine <laughs> you just got done with an episode of WWE Monday Night Raw and you chilling at a bar. Mm-hmm. And then a nice, li- uh, like, uh, probably an older lady pops up to you and is just like, hey, you're one of my, firstly, you've had a long day. You're very tired. Hey, you're one of my son's favorite wrestlers. Can I have an autograph? What do you say? Oh, if I'm Braun Strowman, I'd be like, Yeah, if you want, I'm Braun. Uh, <laughs> well, want me to take a picture? I'll pout. I'll slam him into the ground for you. And then I'll tip over the ambulance that comes to pick him up. <laughs> well, <laughs> I got the ambulance. Unfortunately, Blake, your Strowman meter is off because what actually happened was he just looked at her and was just like, Hey, fuck you. No, I'm tired. <laughs> what Braun Strowman did not realize in that moment, however, was that that was Karen Jarrett. <laughs> yeah, it was Karen Jarrett. It was Jarrett. Karen Jarrett, who just defeated was just like, cut this major promo on him. And then he was just like, then apparently Karen doesn't understand how kayfabe works because she was just like, hey, just so you know, I could tell my son's father, Kurt Angle, about what happened. And I'm like, what the fuck is Kurt... Kurt's not the actual general manager. Oh, yeah. I love that Braun actually reacted as if it were kayfabe and was really, really scared. Yes, he apologized and said, (laughs) Karen was like, no, I'm still going to tell Kurt. And then Braun got on his knees and begged her not to. Yeah. Now, I will say... because guess what? Kurt Angle is not the actual one. However, he is a WWE legend and has probably a lot of pull in the back. Fair point. Undertaker's gone. Guess who has as much respect as Undertaker? It's Kurt Angle. You want to know why? Because anybody who's ever wrestled a match with Kurt Angle immediately after was like, Kurt Angle is fucking insane. (laughs) There's only one man who can wear little tiny hats... And do the fucking goofiest things and still have as much respect as he does in uh-huh. the company. And that is Kurt fucking Angle. I'm a huge fan of the fact that, like, Braun was like, well, I'll beg. I'll make sure Kurt doesn't find out. Make sure Kurt doesn't know. However, it does get out to every news outlet fucking ever. So, literally everyone knows. Yeah. I find this is one of the harder stories that I f- actually can, like... I have a hard time believing that everything that in this story happened, um, I can't really tell you what is bullshit and what is not, but it's I just think the, like... I think the begging is bullshit. I think he probably just kept saying, no, fuck you. <laughs> no, Braun is, Braun is a goofy, goofy little country boy, which I love about him. I also think Braun probably had a couple drinks in him, and by a couple, I mean 16. <laughs> and therefore, yeah. when she was just like, just so you know, that child, his father is your current general manager, Kurt Angle, Braun went into kayfabe mode and was just like, not the GM. No, I have a match. I've got a match at SummerSlam for the title, please. Braun! Uh, Braun, sorry. I wouldn't well, say no, that. Then he probably just felt bad because, like, he likes Kurt and he's just like, oh, dude, I want to fuck with Kurt's kid. He was just like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Like I know that kid. Yeah, his uh, his actions don't seem mm, not quite dumb as fuck, but maybe unintelligent as heck. Mm-hmm. Also, I like how Karen Jarrett's like, "I'll tell that kid's father, who probably doesn't talk like, to me very much because I fuck Jeff Jarrett on the ring." <laughs> <laughs> um. So, so I'm a big like last night. We're having to record this late just because some stuff came up last night. And I was like, hey, guys, is there anything that you guys want to talk about? Because I've already made my stuff. At which point, Blake Tanner 
just in addition to really wanting to talk about John Cena and Bumblebee being new BFFs, was also just like, the R-Truth game show doesn't exist. And I was like, what? No, okay. What? I will say, back in May, um, there were stories going around that they had actually filmed a pilot for the WWE Network uh, for a game show with R-Truth as the host. Yeah. But sadly, just last week, uh, and by that I mean like two or three days ago, and by two or three days ago I mean a day ago, so July 31st, Meltzer comes out and he's like, yeah, you guys remember that uh, that R-Truth game show? It's not happening. No, I'm a big I'm fan Dave, of the fact. No, I'm, I'm big w- Dave I'm pr- Meltzer. Uh, not happening. That's Dave Meltzer. No, I'm a big fan of the fact that I, the first website I clicked on about it has a list of possible names for an R-Truth-led game show, <laughs> including To Tell the R-Truth, uh, Are You Smarter Than a Fifth Grader, The R-Truth Hurts, Supermarket Sweep, R-Truth or Qua- Consequences, Deal or No Deal, Double D-R-E, $100,000 P-R-R amid... Hollywood squat R's. It's all puns with R's. This is not... These aren't jokes. They literally just took no. game show titles that have R's in them and then just sent... Put, like, this is now a pun. It's fine. And then... Uh, uh, I'm perf- I'm actually per- partial to kids say the arndest things. The arndest? Uh, no, that one's actually <laughs> led by Arn Anderson. He's just like, what's up, little boy? <laughs> Tell me a little tale about some shit, all right? And then the kid's just like, oh, no. He's just like, I'll fucking spine bust you right now. Get some of the what is Art Anderson, Jim Cornette? They all have the same voice, big man. It's whatever. <laughs> um, also, I, my favorite one is the, at the bottom, Blake. It's called Jep R.D. And then they go, actually, scratch it. The WWE Network should make Jeff Pretty a reality and have Jeff Hardy host it. And they linked yes. to a video, and it's of a bunch. It's it's a I, literal episode. It's an episode of Jeopardy, yeah. but they have edited it to where it's called Jeff Jeopardy. All of the all of the categories are Jeff, and all the people are named Jeff. <laughs> I fucking love this. Oh wait, and then someone took. I'll have Jeff for one hundred. I think it'd be better if you pronounced it Jeff Party. So then the you just have the Jeff party. It's the Jeff party. I just, uh, no, my personal favorite moment is someone goes, I'll take Jeff for 200. And they go, your answer, Jeff. Oh, Jeff, Jeff, can they Jeff. have like, um, can they have like, uh, at the end of the show, can they have do kind of an at midnight thing where they have to get rid of one of the contestants? Except <laughs> the, all of the contestants are deleted. Delete. Delete. Speaking of. Man, they are just getting closer and close. They are edging the <laughs> fuck out of us with this whole Hardy thing. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they're um, gonna miss the bandwagon, do it too late, nobody's gonna give a fuck anymore. Calling it now. You mean like WWE always does? Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, I like what they're doing now, which is, if I, I don't know if you guys saw the promo, I, I don't know if it was backstage on Raw, if it was just on YouTube, but they interviewed Matt and Jeff, and Jeff was just like, hey, man, my name's Jeff Hardy, and I just want to make sure, man, we had us a match tonight. It's phenomenal. It was fantastic. Then go over to Matt, who's just like, ah, yes, I am awoken. We are woken. <laughs> ah, yes. Woke? Some, you have triggered something within me. And then um, uh, on Twitter, he just put, it's happening. Hashtag fuck the revival. And I was like, yes. <laughs> fucking love that hashtag hashtag fuck the revival have you seen where the revival actually responded to it it was a uh it was a video of dash and dawson and someone asked him for an autograph and they walked up and i can't remember what they replaced the f with but it was it was f the revival and then matt jackson sent it to nick and was just like nick you need to look at this and matt was just and nick just goes oh damn it I think it was Forever the Revival. Oh, yeah, Forever the Revival. Also known as the worst response of all time. They did make a a short Vine video where they were just like, they were just like, hey, you got that backpack? Yep. U.S. passport, $2,000 cash. Let's go. (laughs) Because everybody watches Vines now. 
Vine is actually dead. Vine doesn't exist anymore. I believe what you were watching, Dylan, was a tout. Speaking of which, <laughs> Talking Smack was on tout. <laughs> yeah, I, yes. I believe you, you mean smacking talk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Smacking talk, ladies and gentlemen. Because... Where Daniel Bryan stole our fucking stealing of a joke. <laughs> Look. Captain Tibbs has kids. You can't be stealing his kid joke. <laughs> Daniel, I don't know where you could have come up with that other than watching the JWF. That's not an obvious joke, Daniel Bryan, and you stole it from us, and we want it back. But I'm kind of shocked the fact uh, that Daniel Bryan is having to go back and do independent stuff because WWE won't let him anymore. It's kind of shocking. Um, but, you know, you know, if Bryan needs a way to you know, pay for talking smack and stuff like that. He can always sign up over at Patreon.com, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Patreon.com is the website where you can go to help support your favorite creators, including the Fight Boys over at Patreon.com slash Fight Boys. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. And let me tell you something right now. Patreon is fan... I just turned into Donald Trump for some reason. I was like, let me tell you something right now. It's phenomenal. Patreon, Patreon.com. It's amazing. Gets us all the money we need. It's amazing. But it does help us with the show because it does actually cost money to keep a podcast going. It's fucking surprise to me, right? And uh, if you do help us out with a little bit of money, we do have perks for you over there. All of them relating to that great Birmingham, Alabama-based wrestling professional or wrestling organization, the J. W.F. That's right. Just donate a dollar a month, ladies and gentlemen, and you will become a J.W.F. jobber. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We will have you on an episode of J.W.F. You will be in a match. You will probably get jobbed out in about two seconds, but your name will be said. We'll give you a character. Some exciting shit will happen. Uh, Donate $5, and you could be like uh, my father, Scott Moore. He donated $5, and now he is the JWF cash-in-the-bag holder. He could be well on his way to take the JWF title away from the Dylan. He is a JWF mid-carder. We've got him there. But, of course, if you don't want to worry about that mid-card, if you don't want to worry about storylines, if you just want that championship and you want it bad, donate $30 a month, and we will make you a JWF champion. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. $30 a month. You will become a JWF champion. You'll beat the shit out of Dylan, which I know we all want. Especially after last week's episode of the JWF. And the only way you can get that is if you go to patreon.com slash fightboys. And so, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the JWF. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the JWF, the greatest professional wrestling organization in Birmingham, Alabama, in the entire world. And last week... (laughs) I really wish we could do, like, in Birmingham, Alabama, in the so-and-so district, in this one abandoned warehouse that Captain Tibbs hasn't been kicked out of for failing to pay rent. Um, fuck, yeah, that's that's pretty much accurate. But, of course, last week, something happened that shocked the world, shocked me, especially, when the Fight Boys, the team of Blake Tanner, Scotty Moore, the Dylan, they were all in the ring together. And after after their loss at our last pay per view, it seemed like it seemed like they were trying to get back on the same page, trying to get some new victories under their belt. But the Dylan had other plans, as he proclaimed the BS to be one of the worst things to ever happen to the JWF, turning around, clotheslining them both, delivering a vicious upper dicker to Scotty Moore, betraying the BS, betraying the JWF universe. Who knows what's going on inside inside the Dylan's head? And that's why he's come out to the ring. Captain Tibbs made a proclamation. The show must begin with the Dylan in the ring because we must know what his actions were all about. Let's go find out. Now, like I said last week, I'm not a man to make excuses. I accepted my losses. However, there are things that I will not accept. Many of them have to do with this laughable gathering of chuckle fucks that is known as the JWF universe. All of you hicks out there in this abandoned warehouse that some insane old man somehow cobbled the money together, probably picking up tin cans on the side of the highway to pay for on a weekly basis. Um, I can't accept this anymore, and I can't accept the fact 
that BS, who are bullshit in every sense of the word, tend to go out of their way to try and make each and every one of you stupid people happy. See, now while all the, uh, the vape boys out there, inbred, dumb sons of bitches that they are, they, uh, they can't wrestle, they can't talk, they can't really do anything except huff helium in the back and look stupid, the BS actually can wrestle. The BS actually have some minor glimpse of what talent is and, you know, what it means to be in this business. However, they are obsessed with trying to make each and every one of you cheer for them, care about them. Like, any of you people in this backwards town matter at all. And I can't accept that, and I refuse to accept that anymore, because, you know, while this title looks like something that you would get out of the dollar store back in the 1980s, it for some reason carries weight in this warehouse. And so I'm going to use it to try and make a change and to try and show those BS boys the light and the fact that this place is a dump, has been a dump, probably literally was a dump a few years ago, and that there is more outside of these walls, outside of this state, that we can all go to together. So I'm going to keep it right here for a few more weeks and see if I can't show them the light of what is outside of the JWF I'm not even going to call you people universe JWF cesspool and if they don't want to well then they can be stuck here with all of you after I burn this place down oh my god strong words from the Dylan of all people a man who we in the JWF should call champion, a man we should be proud to see holding that title, coming out and insulting the JWF universe, our audience of people, and it looks like he's trying to turn the BS to his ways, I don't, I don't understand this, I, I, Dylan, I, I, can you explain any idea what's going on right now with the Dylan? Uh... Probably hates being stuck in Alabama. Well, you know, that's a point, but at the same time, he's a man to be called champion. If he wants to leave, then leave, but why should he? Why is he trying to take us down with him? Why is this fury being born? I, I don't know, but, but we have to move on, ladies and gentlemen, to our JWF celebrity champion. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Kid Rock, last week, in an amazing rematch against uh, Tim Curry, who uh, our former JWF celebrity champion, Tim Curry. Amazing rematch they had until it was interrupted by a returning Guy Fieri. That's right, one of our former champions, Guy Fieri, returning. And, of course, we all remember Kid Rock was one of Guy Fieri's savior, saviors of flavor. That's how he made his return. And I'm sure that's why Guy Fieri kind of felt slighted that a man who he once called a minion, someone lesser than him, came back and is suddenly calling himself champion. I'm sure Guy Fieri wasn't happy with that. But as soon as Guy Fieri hit that ring and tried to take them both out, old Patty Warbucks himself, Patrick Warburton, made his return, running out to that ring and uh, attempting to help Tim Curry, even helping Kid Rock in that moment, tossing Guy Fieri out of the ring. But Tim Curry push it, pushing him away, a little bit of dissension between them, and I think they need to get that worked out before this next match, which is a tag team match made by Captain Tibbs, where Kid Rock and Guy Fieri are going to take on the team of Patrick Warburton and Tim Curry. And the match, let me tell you something. I was, I was amazed, but I wasn't surprised at the fact that Patrick Warburton and Tim Curry, it was so, they were so hard at trying to get on the same level that it was easy for Kid Rock and Guy Fieri to be able to take advantage. They took Tim Curry over into the corner, began beating him down, and Tim Curry was refusing to tag in Patrick Warburton until his body was bruised, his body was broken, but he tagged in Patty Warbucks, and he came in like a house of fire, taking out Kid Rock, tossing Guy Fieri off the, uh, off the ring apron, picks up Kid Rock, was about to hit him with his finishing move, but uh, Guy Fieri slid back into the ring, took them both out, and then, of course, Tim Curry ran into the ring, clotheslining not just Kid Rock, not just Guy Fieri, but he even tossed Patrick Warburton out of the ring. And that's 
that's a thing we've seen with Tim Curry in recent in recent months is not his ego, but the fury that grows inside of him. Even Kid Rock talked about it last uh, in uh, their promo before our last pay-per-view. Kid Rock was telling him that there's this fury burning inside of him, and I think Tim Curry is letting that come out. But unfortunately, it's all coming out on Patrick Warburton. Uh, looks like Tim Curry is climbing to the top rope for a Tim Tam, but wait. Guy Fieri's savior of flavor, one of his last remaining allies, climbs to that top rope, tossing Tim Curry off, and he, the savior's climbing in the ring. Now, the last time this happened, we got Kid Rock returning to the JWF, but I don't see... You'd kind of think Guy Fieri would be a little bit better at who he lets into his ranks, and... But... Oh, my God! He's drop-kicked Kid Rock! And now he's picked up Guy Fieri. He's in a beautiful DDT. It looks like he's he's high-fiving Patrick Warburton and Tim Curry. I don't understand. What's he doing? Oh, he's grabbed his mask. He lifts it off, and it's Jack Black. My God, what? I'm, Jack Black, we've never seen him in a JWF ring before. We've never seen this man here. What? What is Jack Black doing here? celebrating with Patrick Warburton and Tim Curry. And it looks like, oh, he's rolled out of the ring. Oh, and he's got he's got Kid Rock's JWF Celebrity Championship. Is he gonna... Well, I thought he was gonna steal it, but no, he looks like he's just tossing it on Kid Rock and leaving the ring with Patty Warbucks. But Tim Curry... Tim Curry stays behind, looking a little bit defeated, a little bit worse for wear. Very strange goings-on right now. In this uh, JWF celebrity tag team match, where do you think we're going from here, Dylan? Uh, down. Well, obviously at this point, I mean, when you have these many people in a ring, you've got Kid Rock, you've got Guy Fieri who's vying for his title, you've got Tim Curry who obviously wants a rematch for that title he loves so much, you've got Patrick Warburton and Tim Curry, you've got this new man in Jack Black. It's a very strange time in the JWF celebrity division going on right now. But of course, if we're going to talk about titles, we need to talk about the JWF Tag Team titles. Titles that have been held for years by one team. One pair of men. The greatest men on the planet, they dubbed themselves. And they are, of course, the team of Blake Tanner and Scotty Moore. They are the BS. And now I know that Dylan earlier tonight had a lot to say about the BS, but they didn't really interrupt. They didn't have time to think about it. Because at our last pay-per-view, the Vape World Order, the VWO, the team of Griffin Clouds, Travis Clouds, Justin Clouds, they won a number one contender match for all of the titles in the JWF. And they decided to cash in not at a pay-per-view. They wanted to take the BS by surprise and cash in on an episode of JWF Monday Night War. And uh, let me tell you something. They had their match, and it was amazing. The BS came out. And after the Fight Boys debacle, I wasn't sure if the BS were going to stay on the same page, but they definitely reminded us of why they are the tag team champions. They reminded us of why they are the kings of teamwork. And during the match, uh, of course, Justin got hit with a vicious load of BS off the top rope, uh, but of course was broken up by Travis. And of course, the match was going on back and forth, back and forth. Hit, uh, and of course, the BS... Uh, the BS tried for many of their famous moves. They tried for the uh, double spider suplexes off the top rope, but as they jumped off with the elbow for that combo meal package that they love, both of the Vape World Order stood up, grabbing them out of midair and hit two under vapors on them. And then, of course, we saw Scotty Moore kick out of it, but we weren't sure if Blake Tanner would be able to as they both pinned them. But they both kick out at the very last moment. It was a beautiful scene. And then they begin to beat Travis into submission, tossing him out of the ring. And then, of course, the BS grab Justin. And then, oh no, Blake Tanner's climbing. Climbing to the top rope. Ooh, a gigantic load of BS off the top rope. He's going for the pin, and then... Wait a minute. No. No, 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 it can't be. It can't... It's the Dylan. The Dylan has run out to ringside. He's he's staring at the BS. He's just jaw jacking with, with him. Looks like he's distracted Blake Tanner. Oh no! And he turns around to a big under vapor from the VWO. No, 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 no! They've got him pinned. One, two, three. 
Ladies and gentlemen, my god, we have a new... We have new JWF Tag Team Champions. The BS are men who I thought would be Tag Team Champions forever. They're men who are best friends. They are men who have fought their way to the top together to earn those titles. And now, thanks to the Dylan, they've lost those titles. I don't... I don't know what's going on. Of course, uh... The Dylan's just smiling at ringside, staring at them. I, I don't know. What, what do you think about this, Dylan? Um, I think he's just trying to remove their distractions. You know, try and convince them that there's a uh, there's another way. Trying to remove that which ties them, so they can all kind of leave together. Obviously, I could see that as well. But I think when it comes down to it, I think the Dylan is, of course, the Dylan has that title, and as much as he wants to mock it, as much as he wants to say it's a cardboard belt. It is something he still holds near and dear. It's something that lets people know that he is a champion. It's not something that lets people know he's victorious. And if he wants to leave, he's not going to leave with that title around his waist. It's going to be a very difficult time for the Dylan trying to get the BS to leave, especially if he's got that title around his waist. So, Blake Tanner, what did you learn this week? That's totally uh, not, this, I... is, this totally isn't being cut in after the fact. <laughs> oh, exactly. You know, I learned that um, once once uh, Chucky e. T's watch is over, another will begin. <laughs> so, Dylan, what did you learn? I learned that Ryback can go a week without doing crazy bullshit that I have to listen to you, like, jack off oh, no, to. No, a fun fact, I went back... And today, I, like, because that was, uh, I sent I sent the guys our show notes last night, and they were like, oh, cool, there's nothing about Ryback. And I woke up, and I was like, yeah, he didn't do anything weird for a week. And then I woke up today, and I was like, well, let me see if any news happened. First article was about Ryback, and I went, no, 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 I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> Fucking Ryback. Um, and If you had done that, if you had done that, and then Blake, like, halfway through, would be like, Hey guys, guess what? Feed me. I think we both would have just hung up on you and just been like, the podcast is over. And I learned that Bumblebee is the best wrestler of all time. Uh, so the Dylan can be found at Sexy Chucky T on Twitter. Like I said, one of these days, somebody's going to listen to this and actually, actually Twitter. So Blake yeah, Tanner, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Blake A. Tanner on Twitter. Um, I, I do video game videos at the Darkroom Video. That's the Darkroom V-I-D-Y-A. Scotty and I both, we do another podcast called A Load of BS, available wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo. That's S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy my book on Amazon, Quizzle Corp. It's called Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P. And for those of you listening on the day this came out, which is August 2nd, it's actually the day a lot of things happened. The uh, Quizzle Corp audiobook is getting released today, so make sure to go on to... Uh, did you record it? Did you record yeah. it? Are you the voice I for the audiobook? The, uh, uh, voice for the audiobook. I, I did all the narration. Did, did, you, did you put on a girly voice for the female characters? Um... I didn't want to go too girly. However, I did go up here. It was a little bit more high-pitched, but it wasn't full-on girly. A um, little behind-the-scenes action right there for you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but yeah, an audiobook is coming out. The physical copy of Quizzle Corp Risen, which is the second book, is coming out. And I'm releasing uh, the third podcast on the BS Network, which is the Quizzle Corp podcast, which is... Like, 25% audiobook, 25% discussion about writing theory, um, and then 50% a Dungeons & Dragons podcast. So, right now, it's just going to be the audiobook of Quiesel Corp. So, if you guys are not sure... Wait, 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 what? I feel like you I feel like you just cluster, like, you just gang-banged a bunch of podcasts together for your kind well, of podcast. basically, the way, if we're going to go into it really quickly, if we're just going to discuss Quiesel Corp at length... Uh, the book was born out of a Dungeons and Dragons campaign, and so I kind of wanted to return to that for the book or for the podcast. But the uh, the first ten episodes are going to be the audiobook of Quiesel Corp, uh, the original book. So if you want to see if you like the book or not, you can listen to that. And then you're also going to have to deal with advertisements from me. And then you'll also on the back back end of those episodes are going to be me discussing writing theory and like why I did things and interviews with the people who helped make the book. And then after that, I'm going to start doing D&D &D campaigns with my friends involving the Quizzle Corp characters and stuff like that. 
And basically, yeah, a brand new podcast. If you want to listen to that, ladies and gentlemen, make sure to look up Queasel Corp, Q-U-E-Z-A-L-C-O-R-P, either on uh, iTunes, whatever you look up your podcasts on. Or, of course, if you want to find it, you can just go to a load of purebs.com. It'll be right there in the feed. That's where you can find all of the great BS Network shows, whether that be Load of BS, Quasal Corp, Fight Boys, our YouTube stuff, everything. It's going to be available over at a load of purebs.com. If you're listening to us on iTunes or Podbean or wherever, make sure to give us a review. Make sure to subscribe to us. Just that way we can kind of get pushed up in that iTunes algorithm slowlier, slowlier, and slowlier. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find us at a load of purebs.com. You can buy our merch at merch.aloadofpurebs.com. Donate to our Patreon. Find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Fight Boys Show Chuck E.T. And remember, when you are a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life.